Welcome to the My Chains Are Gone podcast. My name is Jill Schild, and I am here to provide a place for people to hear the stories of ordinary, everyday Christ followers. This is a platform meant to declare the greatness of our extraordinary God who calls people out of darkness and into His marvelous light. Hi friends, in today's episode, I interview my friend Lori. She is a wife and a mom of two little ones with two on the way. Lori did not grow up in church, so we get to hear how she learned about God's love for her in youth group, but also how during a time of drifting away from God as a young believer, God used a car accident to pull her back to a deeper relationship with him. We hear how a big no from God led to a new open door that set her on an adventurous track and how her adventurous track still continues. I hope you are encouraged through Lori's story. Lori, thank you so much for letting me interview you and um, sharing your story with me. Um, Sure thing. What are some of your earliest memories of hearing about God or Jesus? Some of my earliest memories, it's really, I didn't grow up in the church, so my entire family is not Christian. Um, but all I could remember was probably times when I went with friends to church here and there, and I, I thought I was getting out scot-free, honestly. I was like, oh yeah, I don't have to do this. But I remember like a lamb in blood, like that's all I kind of remembered. And I was like, man, that's really weird. I'm good. Thanks. You know, like, cause I didn't know the whole story. I didn't know about it. So like from the beginning, that's really all I knew of what God was. Had to do with a lamb and blood, <laughs> and blood yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is to be like, um, no it's sacrifice. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, that's okay. I'm wow. Good. Um, so then, how did you learn that God loved you and wanted a relationship with you? Um, well, I felt like when I had to be in elementary school, and I remember like praying, but I didn't know to what, like, I remember laying in my bed and like praying or talking to my ceiling, but like, I wouldn't say it was God. Like, I was just like, that's, I don't know where I got this understanding with, to be honest with you. I always thought it was interesting. And I, even now, like as being adults, like that was just stuff, like God was like, just moving in my heart, like drawing me to him, you know, like, but, um, I had a friend that invited me to youth group. And, um, I kind of told her no a few times and then I finally went cause we did cross country together. And so I was like, all right, sure. I'll check it out. And I'm from the first night I was hooked. Like, I can't remember if it was the first night or the second time I went, I got saved. And so it was just kind of like, I think everything that like was in me that I was trying to search for, it just all of a sudden made sense and it connected. And I was like, oh yeah, like, duh, you know? I don't know. Like, I think anything that was screaming inside of me that like I um, needed a savior, just like some hope Mm -hmm. and just like love and what that looked like. I think I don't, I really honestly, I can't remember, but I just knew I was like, I'm in, where do I sign? Like I'm in like, (laughs) yeah. and it just like, like taste and see that God is good. Like I, I just think in that time period, like I really did because it just all connected. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, So at that point, did life change for you? Um, yeah, I think my parents thought I was really weird. Like they thought, I, th- I think they thought it was just kind of like a phase or something like, okay, yeah. Like they didn't mind. You're a teenager. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And this was like, 
I guess this was into my going into my eighth grade year. Okay. And so, um, so they had a, before I could drive, like they had to take me, you know, Sunday mornings and, um, to youth group or whatever. And, but, uh, I say it really did. Like, I think my friend's sphere, sphere, sphere. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Changed. Like everyone I hang out with was from church and, um, probably things I talked about then. I know like when you become, first become a believer, you're like really zealous. I remember having like conversations with my parents about it and talking to them about it, which was a big, you know, like <laughs> didn't really go very far or with hostility or whatever. And I mean, as a new believer, you don't really know what to talk about in the depths of those things, which are like, dude, I heard something awesome. And it's like, has brought so much joy and excitement in my life. Like, how do I share this to somebody? And that's hard. I guess when you're what, probably like 14, 13, 14 years old, like how to like articulate that to an adult that they're like, nah, I know better, you know, or whatever, which I get that. So when you became a believer, um, you're excited about the things of God and you were, um, wanting to tell people and, and excited about that. What happened after that point? Moving on through like high school. Right. Um, uh, well, I felt like it took, my faith was growing during that time period, but I think what kind of hindered it from continuing to grow like in high school in that time frame, was a relationship I got in with a guy, um, that wasn't healthy or God centered at all. And he was quote unquote, a Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, he grew up in a Christian family and he had a lot of the like, lingo of it, but just, he was kind of in a rebellious stage of like trying to figure out his own faith. And so, um, I was young and dumb and young in my faith and not really knowing to like look past those things. And even he wasn't truthful in the relationship entirely anyway, but like getting into that relationship was just kind of a big distraction of drawing closer to God or even remembering all the things of like who he was, who God was. And putting, being distracted by this relationship and putting him as like this God of sorts in my life. Like, I mean, all my energy and time and infatuation went to him instead of like drawing closer to God. So, I mean, my attendance of going to church or even youth group like fell short, like entirely, like he would come with me or I'd go to church, but like, and I, or I'd go with him, but like, it was just kind of, and we, it's not like we didn't go, but it was just like the fruit of our lives did not look like we were active believers drawing closer to the Lord, if that makes sense. So then, uh, when did that start to change for you? Um, I would say my relation, Mike, my relationship with God changed when I went into college and actually ended that relationship. Um, which was a total like God thing in general anyways. Like I felt like throughout our relationship that God was kind of like, Hey, this is not what I want you to be in. And it literally, <laughs> it literally took a car accident and a rollover and him flying out of the car. And like, um, this whole situation of just that, of just kind of like, Oh my gosh, like he broke his leg and we just were in this car, like rollover car accident. And like, what in the world? Like how, like everything in my purse flew out, but my cell phone, so I could call 911. Like it was just like things like this and just how, um, over the periods of the next couple months as he's like in rehab and going through other things that like, why was I in this relationship and what was it all about? And what was it focused on? And really realizing that what my true love was, and that was Jesus. And that like, I tasted that and that was real. And that was like this relationship I was in was nothing love at all. You know, like it wasn't anything holding me to that. It wasn't anything that's drawing me closer to the Lord, anything that's sure and steadfast or have an anchor to it. It was just like for the moment. And so it really took that car accident to spur me into just like, um, 
finally getting out of that relationship and really just seeing like, it took me a while to get like really put the pieces together. I think, cause I was just really, I feel like foggy and just my mind was all over the place. But my friend that I met in college, like I was, um, that actually prayed for her. She was in the same like house thing that I was in and we really were both kind of in the same realm and we both like brought each other back to just what we knew to be true. And so I feel like after getting out of that relationship and like her kind of encouraged me to do so as well, like, um, coming back to the Lord and knowing that like what we needed to do and how we needed to look and and follow the Lord. And so like it took, uh, <clears throat> the car accident that getting out of that, my friend and just finding local, like just even people at that college that were believers in a church nearby and just kind of like, um, they, what did I call them? I mean, you can say mentors, but like, they're kind of like my Christian parents there. Like they had four kids and that's how I love coffee. I could blame them for it. Like it was just like nights of just sitting down and having coffee and ice cream late in the night and just like hanging out and talking and seeing how a family is supposed to work and not saying that mine was terrible or bad, but just how like a God, like a God fearing family, like raises kids and how they talk to them and how they have dinner together. And, um, so they really helped me like, push me closer to Jesus and just like really help me like sift through the lies I was believing and like spur me closer to the Lord in that time. And, um, really good memories of just that. So, yeah, that's good. How did your life progress? Um, from that point, like once you kind of had a vision for what following Jesus looks like, what, what happened next? I felt like, but that's when like things got, um, I don't know, really exciting. I felt like, um, I felt like God was here was, you know, this Kansas, you know, girl. And, um, I kind of, I've always wanted to travel and do things and like even see different States. And you kind of think of God sometimes as, um, when you think about his timing, you're kind of like, yeah, whenever that happens in your timing or like, I don't, you know what I mean? You always have this negative attitude about God and that he doesn't hear us. He doesn't care. He doesn't listen. And, or my, what I'd like to do is bah. And I really feel like that's the beginning of God showing me that like, Hey, like I created you, you know, I've been there since like birth or like, you know, knit together in your mother's womb. Like I've been there with you. I know you know, the hairs on your head. And like, um, and that was also the time that I really started making my parents mad. (laughs) Like, I think I was, you know, like I wasn't a bad kid. Like I did whatever my parents told me to do. And so it was just kind of like, okay. And, um, it kind of turned into, uh, so when I was planning my college, um, you'll get a kick out of this actually. Um, I had no idea I was going to do interior design at K-State University. That was my hope. And so I, they only like allowed 75 people or something into it. And I applied and I was just praying about it and I got a no. And it was good because I, my ex at that time was going to K-State. So the odds of me going there and being there, I mean, we probably would end up back together and we'd have a whole different story at this point. Um, but like, so God shut that door. So here I am, like, this is March. May, I'm done with this school. August, I need to know what I'm doing with my life. And I'm like, well, I have no idea. Um, and through just like um, prayer and working through some things, I think I, I can't remember what it was, but I ended up um, 
coming across this camp, Canicook Camp, which is part, or it's Kids Across America. It's part of Canicook Camp. And um, so I applied for that, did interviews, and got to do a camp counselor there. And through that, hearing about Central, the college that I ended up going to. And so I feel like um, even though this huge door shut, God opened up something in like a different state, like in Missouri, like me traveling to Missouri. And like, I mean, that doesn't sound like that exciting from Kansas to Missouri, but for me, it was was like, yeah, right. An adventure. (laughs) An adventure and new things, new places, trees. This is great. And um, meeting the people that I met, just being as a camp counselor, just like the people I met, the kids I met, what God did in these kids' hearts, like really seeing when like it come alive in kids' hearts that maybe have never heard it in their life. And even just for myself, I felt like unworthy to share the gospel with these kids because I was like, man, I just, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I just know that God's good. And he really does save us from terrible relationships, lies, guilt, whatever. Like we are set free from these chains. And um, even just getting into rap music, like Christian rap music, and just like, I never knew anything about it. Like I didn't even like rap music. And I came out of that, like, I'm like, what? And I loved it. And I remember seeing like Lecrae, like it was just when he started started out and he was actually there and like performed and he had a song for KAA. It was awesome. And so like, um, I felt like it was just God, like almost doing a revival in my heart and of things he was going to be doing in the future. And so it was just, that was just a stepping stone. And then of, um, when I did go to central, like it was just a part of, um, my parents thinking I was, uh, throwing away, like, my future. Like you're going to Bible college. They're like, I'm going to take your car away or something. Like they were just like anything for you not to go. Like I will pay for any college, but don't go to that one. I won't pay for that one and anything they could. Um, and it was just like, I got in lo and behold, like if you apply, you get in, but like, (laughs) but like it really at that point was just like God answering something. Like it was just like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do, but here I'm going to go to this Bible college, which is crazy. And I felt like it was such an amazing time of just like finding out who I was. I think that's really awesome. In what ways do you think that God is taking you on adventure now? Um, and if you would have told me we'd been pregnant with twins, I would have been like, well, I say what? Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> yeah. And even that I'm like, I don't know. I just feel just overwhelmingly grateful. Of just like, man, who am I to like have all these good things and his blessings? And like, he's just so good and we don't deserve it. And I'm scared. Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> to have two kids and then like twins, it's going to be crazy. But like, I just, um, it's going to make me more dependent on him. And I'm like, I can't ask for something better than that because I need him. Yeah. And anytime I don't think I need him, I'm, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Maybe in my heart of hearts, I want to be a superwoman, but I, I'm not. Yeah. And, um, like, he's just everything. I, like, I was just so sick a few weeks ago, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I just can't move or I feel like I'm going to vomit. And I'm so tired. I'm so moody. I'm just so all these things. Like, and I just remember just laying on the floor. I'm just like sitting here crying and I'm just like, Oh my gosh. And I'm like, God, I haven't even like reached out to you to be like, I need you. Can mm-hmm. you help me? Yeah. Like, can you help this stop? Like, <laughs> yeah. but if not, like, can you help me just walk through it? And I, ever since then, like, it's been completely like, it's been a lot better and doable and right. like manageable. And I'm just like, man, like, I just think you needed to get me there. I've just mm-hmm. like quit being stubborn and yeah. just like, 
he's like, no, like I'm with you. I'm walking through all these things with you and you just need to remember that. Yeah. Kind of the last question to wrap this up. The name of this podcast is My Chains Are Gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd love to hear you kind of share what chains do you feel like God has set you free in? Gosh, I feel like, and I feel like there's some that I, I keep, you know, shackling myself back up and I have to keep setting myself free of just lies and things. But I feel like, you know, that relationship or even just those things that I was in before, just confusion. But I feel like a lot of um, whenever I just get lost of just things of the world, you know what I mean? Like if it's material things, if it's, oh my gosh, my house, like when we moved in this house, I just got so distracted. But there's a lot of different colors on the wall. It was really ugly. <laughs> I love the rices. If you listen to this, I love you so much. But the colors were crazy. There's lime green and like macaroni cheese orange. And it was just like, oh my gosh, what's going on in this house? And just things that, you know, I wanted something different in a home, but God used it as to humble me a lot of just like, but does that matter? You know, like I kept feeling when we're here, like you're here for the neighbors and Mm -hmm. he's really brought that to fruition. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I feel like he's really just breaking me from things that I think maybe I feel entitled to or quote unquote, you know, like maybe expectations in my life that, you know, maybe is how I grew up, how, you know, things I think I need but I don't need to be happy. My kids don't need this certain kind of house to be happy. Like they, what need, you know, like they need love. When you point them to Jesus, we need to be intentional. We need to, you know, keep them warm, like all these things. But mm-hmm. it's just like, you don't remember that. You don't think about all these things as a kid. I don't remember all these things as a kid as our house, you know, whatever mm-hmm. what we did or didn't have. And so it was just kind of like, I, I felt dumb of how much my thoughts were consumed by, uh, dreams of HGTV home other than Jesus and things that mm-hmm. really matter. And that go beyond this world, you know, like this right. house is going to fade and everything, this life fades, but Jesus doesn't. Yeah. And so I think he keeps releasing me from the chains of just like when I bind myself to worldly things and I think they're just so great or whatever mm-hmm. he like breaks. He's like, but am I not better? <laughs> and I'm like, gosh, man, you are like, yeah. it just kind of, bringing me back to all that stuff that the lies I believe lies. I think my family, you know, believes and kind of told me for so long mm-hmm. and I have to fight and Daniel helps me fight, um, a lot. And so, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is that he's keeps freeing me from those chains that are depressing and they're dark and they're just, you can never measure up to then that you measure up in him and he loves you and you're set free and you're, um, there's always hope in him and he does amazing, crazy things that you never thought of that, you, you know, you not feel like you're worth, you know, that you don't right. deserve. And you're just like, because you're just trusting him and you're yeah. just wanting to live for him and not these other things. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank Absolutely. you for letting us get um, just a glimpse of how God is working his glory through, um, through you and in you and, and how, learning to trust in him and follow his ways has, has showed you how good he is. Thank you so much. Jill. This is great. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed Lori's story. Next week, I interview Amy Larson. She experienced a lot of pain and trauma early in life as her mom died when she was 12. She was angry with God and didn't want anything to do with him. 
In her story, she shares how God called her out of a deep, deep darkness. You won't want to miss next week's episode. If you like this podcast, the easiest way to follow and not miss an episode is to subscribe. 